Law 9. Win through actions, never through argument. Any momentary triumph you think you have gained through argument is really a pyrrhic victory. The resentment and ill will you stir up is stronger and lasts longer than any momentary change of opinion. It is much more powerful to get others to agree with you through your actions without saying a word. Demonstrate. Do not explicate. Transgression of the law. So in 131 BC, there was a Roman leader who was about to lay siege to a Greek town, okay? He needed a certain battering ram to force his way through the walls of the town. You know, he sent the order to, to this military engineer in Athens, but this engineer did not agree with what the leader's plan was. The leader wanted a large battering ram, he wanted a larger item, and this individual, this engineer, argued endlessly with soldiers who delivered the request, you know, exclaiming that he needed a smaller mast, and he told him it was, this was much better suited, this, this is what would make sense, this would be more efficient and effective, and easier to transport, so the engineer was very adamant that his idea and opinion was the best. The soldiers warned this engineer that this leader wasn't a man to be argued with. You know, back to law one, never outshine the master, you know, trying to argue incessantly about how you are right and they are wrong undermines their intelligence, their logic and ego. That's just not a good idea. And you'll see how this mistake of this engineer ended up in a very bad situation for him. So when this smaller mast arrived to Musanus, who is the least leader I'm talking about, he went into a rage. He was pissed. He was mad. His orders had been defied. So, of course, he's going to be angry. You know, his number one priority became dealing with this engineer, with, the, with, this, with this disobedient individual. He demanded that the engineer be brought to him immediately. So the engineer explained his reasons one more time, went on and on, making the same arguments he made with the soldiers. You know, he said it was, it's wise to listen to experts in these matters. And that's a mistake in itself. You're again undermining the leader, that you're your superior. Musanus, he let him finish. I'm gonna let you finish, he let him finish. He had this engineer stripped naked before the soldiers, before everybody, had him flogged, scourged with rods, until he died. That's it. His engineer's name hadn't even been recorded in history. That's how much he fucked up. Interpretation. Now this military engineer is the quintessence of the arguer type in our society who believes pretty much everything they say is right, is correct. Their beliefs and their ideals and what their thoughts are right. So often arguing with someone or disagreeing with someone so incessantly isn't going to get you killed. I mean, depending on where you are, there's some parts in the world where it might. But if you live in a Western country, a modern society, you're probably not going to die. But the consequences still can be dire. And as Robert writes, you know, by arguing with a superior, he impugns the intelligence of one more powerful than him, which is echoes what I said before and goes back to law one, never outshine the master. That's the biggest mistake he made. Now, if, if this engineer argue with the soldiers around him, with people are on and around his level, or he, you know, even below his level, what do they do? They just said, you're probably right, but don't argue with this leader. Like, it was the status of this person he was disobeying that ended in his demise. So you have to be conscious and what to learn from is, be careful who you disagree with. 
maybe sometimes it's better to feign your opinion and idea which may be correct this engineer was actually correct the smaller mass did make sense looking back in hindsight and reflecting on this story but it didn't matter because he's dead he ended up dying from his own ego from his own from his own need to be right since each man believes that he's right and words will rarely convince him otherwise the arguer's reasoning falls on deaf ears when cornered he only argues more digging his own grave once he has made the other person feel insecure and inferior in his beliefs the eloquence of socrates could not save the situation it is not simply a question of avoiding an argument with those who stand above you we all believe we are masters in that realm of opinions and reasoning you must be careful then learn to demonstrate the correctness of your ideas indirectly which means exactly what this law is when through actions never through argument maybe if this engineer just said his piece once but then gave in to what the leader said the leader would have realized oh shit this engineer was right he's actually pretty smart let me let me try and listen to him more often let, let me let me bring him in as part of my team Instead, he did the opposite, and he died. Observance of the law. In the 1500s, Florence, Italy. This is a story about Michelangelo sculpting one of his famous sculptures. There was this giant piece of marble that was said to be impossible to sculpt, to craft. You know, it was too, it was too difficult. Michelangelo wrote to Pierre Sordini, who was Florence's mayor. Now this mayor, Piero didn't think that Michelangelo could do it. He thought it was a waste of time to try and sculpt this piece. So weeks later, Michelangelo was putting the final touches on this statue. Piero loved it. He thought it was magnificent, but he thought the nose was just a little, little too big. But Michelangelo realized that Piero was standing in a place right under the, under the sculpture didn't, where he did not have the, you know, the right perspective to see. So he brought Piero... He didn't say, Michelangelo didn't say a word. He brought Piero up to the scaffolding. He reached for the nose, picked up a chisel, as well as a little bit of marble dust that lay on the, the planks there. Michelangelo started to tap lightly with the chisel, letting little bits of dust fall. That the, but the dust that get gathered in his hand little by little, so making the illusion that he's actually changing the nose when he's really not. He did nothing to change the nose, but gave the appearance that he was working on it. So after a few minutes of this facade, Piero stood aside and he said, look at it now, I like it better. You've made it come alive. Interpretation. Okay, so Michelangelo knew that by changing the sculpture and the shape of the nose, he might ruin it. But Piero prided himself on his knowledge of this aesthetic judgment of, of these, this art. So to offend such a man by arguing would, would not gain Michelangelo nothing. It put future work in jeopardy. Michelangelo was, he was too clever to argue. His solution was to change Piero's perspective. You know, Michelangelo found a way to keep perfection of the statue intact while at the same time making Piero believe he had improved it. Such a smart, intelligent move. And such is the double power of winning through actions rather than argument. No one is offended and your point is proven. Keys to power. 
The problem in trying to prove a point or gain a victory through argument is that in the end you can never be certain how it affects the people you're arguing with. They may appear to agree with you politely, but inside they may resent you. Or perhaps something you said inadvertently even offended them. Words have that insidious ability to be interpreted according to the other person's mood and insecurities. So every single person knows many examples of how something they said has inadvertently had a detriment adverse effect on their relationship with someone on a on on some type of connection they've had with another person i think repeating this line that robert wrote words have that insidious ability to be interpreted according to the other person's mood and insecurities that's so true you can say the exact same thing to one person who is in a happy mood, a more elated mood, and say the same exact thing to that same person the next day when they're in a more depressed mood, when they're in a sadder mood, and they're going to respond differently to each. So really you have to learn to pick your moments correctly and pick if you got if you need to talk, if you need to speak and say your point and, and you need to use words instead of action, then you need to pick intelligently on that person's mood because people are going to respond differently based on that even the best argument has no solid foundation for we all have come to distrust the slippery nature of words and days after agreeing with someone we often revert to our old opinion out of sheer habit understand this words are a dime a dozen everyone knows that in the heat of an argument we will say anything to support our cause Action and demonstration are much more powerful and meaningful. And there's no possibility of misinterpretation. No one can argue with a demonstrated proof. Ballister Grayson remarks, the truth is genuinely seen, rarely heard. Everybody's guilty of this, I'm guilty of this many, many times. It's something you have to be very conscious of in the heat of a moment or even when you're just having a conversation win through actions not through words that's that's all it is in the end you know another thing on words on talking how many times that our words are misconstrued over text over some type of online communication because so many things are lost when you're talking through a phone or a computer compared to in person you can't see the person's face, there's no tone, there's, there's a whole number of things. And so obviously everybody's had situations where they are misinterpreted over that medium. And that's been of great detriment. They have had to dig themselves out of that hole they built for themselves. So, you know, sometimes it's really better to avoid even, if you can, avoid even using those mediums a lot. Instead of texting or communicating through a device substituting that just for in person just to make that effort because or just wait all you got to do is wait you may have something to say at the, at the moment that may be important to you but you know you'll be able to uh, communicate it more effectively in person a lot of people especially myself can get or used to get lazy and just wanted to be more spontaneous and just say something as soon as it comes to mind but instead stopping reflecting on it and waiting until it's the better more tactful moment to bring that 
topic, conversation, whatever it is, up. And it comes down to, again, law three, consider your intentions. Law four, always say less than necessary. People want to talk and talk about their goals. They want to talk about what they're going to do, you know, where they want to go, where they want to travel. You can say all these, so it can sound great. You may want to take over the world. I want to take over the world. It's great. Okay. I come back to you in six months and I don't see much. Well, now you've lost integrity. Now you've lost respect. Now you've lost... You've lost. You've lost multiple character traits. So, you know, you just shut up. Sometimes it's good just to shut the fuck up and win through actions. When aiming for power or trying to conserve it, always look for the indirect route and always choose your battles carefully. If it does not matter in the long term whether the other person agrees with you or if time and their own experience will make them understand what you mean, then it is best not to even bother with a demonstration. Save your energy. Walk away. It doesn't matter whether this motherfucker on YouTube who comments on your video or comments on your reply agrees with you or not. It doesn't matter if this stranger in the street agrees with you or not. It doesn't matter if this acquaintance you haven't seen in two years, you know, agrees with you on a certain topic or disagrees with you. It doesn't matter. Choose your battles carefully. Save your energy on... on on things that really aren't significant, on people who aren't significant. You know, you see so many arguments. You know, everybody sees it every day in Facebook, Instagram, every type of social media, in YouTube, on a comment section, people lose their minds over a fucking homemade YouTube video. They lose their minds by someone typing on a keyboard. It's crazy. Pick your battles. Don't lose your head. Reversal. Verbal argument has one vital use in the realm of power to distract and cover your tracks when you are practicing deception or caught in a lie. In such cases, it is to your advantage to argue with all the conviction you can muster. Draw the other person into an argument to distract them from your deceptive move. When caught in a lie, the more emotional and certain you appear, the less likely it is to s that seems that you are lying. Now, that last line, I don't know if I 100% agree on that. The more emotional and certain you appear, the less likely it seems you are lying. I don't know. but definitely helps to speak with conviction it definitely helps to speak with conviction and definitely own your shit there's a really cool story this con artist was selling phony boxes that were claimed to copy money to create counterfeit money but there was this one sheriff who uh whose box didn't work he got conned out of ten thousand dollars heard a knock on the door to this con artist he opened the door to find the barrel staring down a barrel of a gun <laughs> so this con artist he says seems to be the problem he calmly asks so the sheriff is losing his mind you son of a bitch I'm gonna kill you you call me out of the box but it's how this con artist replies and how he handles the situation that can be replicated so well today see if the con artist was to respond in an emotional state if he started begging for his life of course he's guilty but the con artist went along he believed the lie the con artist act confused. He asked, "Did you, you mean it's not working? That's impossible. There's no way it couldn't be working. Did you operate it properly? You must have done something wrong. Arguments went in circles and the barrel of gun slowly lowered. Then the con artist went into his next phase of argument. He poured out all this, you know, technical uh, jibber-jabber talk. 
about how the box was supposed to operate. And of course the sheriff, he's ignorant, he doesn't know, he's like, oh, yeah, that's... I guess you know what you're talking about. I, I don't understand, so I guess that's right. The con artist quickly says, okay, I'll give you your money back right now. I'll also give you written instructions on how to work the machine. I'll even come out to Oklahoma, to your city, to make sure it's working properly. There's no way you can lose out on that. Sheriff reluctantly agreed and leaved confused. But before he left, the con artist gave him a $100 bill, telling him to relax, have a fun weekend. And the sheriff, a little calmer, a little more confused, finally left. Over the next few days, the con artist saw in the paper that this sheriff was convicted for passing counterfeit notes. This con artist had survived the argument, through an argument. He didn't use his actions. Actually, he did both. He used the argument to save his life, and then he used the action of giving money to prolong his life. The sheriff never bothered him again. Went through your actions, never through argument. Done.